Welcome to Bible Believers Fellowship and the ministry of bbfohio.com. I'm Pastor Greg and I welcome you to our current events update and then our study in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verses 13 and 14 titled Chosen You to Salvation. The conclusion of this study can be found at bbfohio.com as we now begin part 1 of 2. Ohio voters hung a millstone around its collective neck. Why do I say that? Um, most of you are probably aware. Ohio issue one has passed, so murdering unborn children is now enshrined in our Constitution. And I just want to say this it is very disturbing, it's upsetting. But listen, folks, uh, you know, we have been blessed in this country that even the non-Christian people in this country have been uh, willing to go along with Judeo-Christian ethics and morals uh, for the large part, most of our country's history. When Roe v. Wade made abortion legal to begin with, that wasn't the people. That was a bunch of progressive activist judges on the Supreme Court who invented a law out of thin air. So then God gave us the opportunity Credit goes to a lot of people over the years, a lot of organizations, um, but credit should also go to a man named Donald Trump. It, it drives me crazy when people don't give credit where it's due. And uh, I believe uh, Donald Trump, if he was not elected, um, Roe v. Wade never would have been overturned in the first place. You say, well, it's legal now anyway. Well, in seven states, but there's still 43 states that haven't done this. And uh, maybe uh, down the road, once these people see, um, they got suckered for, for starters. This is all about money. It isn't about reproductive rights and all that nonsense. Planned Parenthood is a multi-billion dollar business. And when, after they kill the children, then they sell their body parts. And your government, and especially the Democrats, have been enabling them to do that. But, uh, listen, um, after this starts to affect people, maybe two or three years down the road, if the Lord tarries, you can put another referendum to repeal it. Um, in the meantime, may God have mercy on those of us who oppose this satanic agenda. And uh, Luke 17, 2, Jesus said, It were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he cast into the sea than that he should offend one of these little ones. That's why Hamas deserves to be completely annihilated. Amen. Then also, issue two passed. So we already have all kinds of drunk drivers and tired drivers and distracted drivers. Now we're going to have a bunch of dope heads. There are already a bunch of them out there, doped up on marijuana and other drugs. Now this is going to just make it that much more prevalent and easier to get your hands on. Uh, and again, just I want you. I hope you can get this clear in your mind so you can at least discuss this with people. If people take uh, medical grade. Uh, medicine based on marijuana, it doesn't have THC in it. It doesn't make you high. 
I'm not opposed to that one bit. There's no reason, no logical reason for anybody to oppose that. But they misconstrue this, and they make a lot of people, they actually convinced a lot of people that that's what this was about. And it doesn't have anything to do with that. Again, Ohioans are just suckers. All they did was they voted to make sure that we're going to have a handful of people become millionaires selling drugs. That's all that happened. And the government will get its taxes out of it. And uh, that's the, it's, it's the same. The love of money is the root of all evil. Amen. 1 Timothy 6.10. So, prophetically, current events-wise, people are given over to sorcery. When you read the word sorcery in your King James Bible, it's from the word pharmakia, which is where we get the word pharmacy, drugs. You know, uh, that witch's brew, it may be like, ha-ha, funny, you know, you see a, a woman with a big hat, you know, and she's stirring up the pot and everything. That's a real thing. They just didn't always dress like that. But th they mixed potions, and the potions would put people, a lot of times it was to put people in a state of inebriation or euphoria and that sort of thing. And so it's all related. So Paul's description of those who murdered Jesus describes the state of Ohio well. Paul said this in Acts 28, 27, For the heart of this people is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes have they closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and should be converted and I should heal them. It's, it's just sad to see the videos and pictures of the people celebrating last night over the, the victory to be able to kill children. And it's just amazing. Number two, Israel at war, as of 11.8.23, Israel continues to eliminate Hamas Islamic devils with skin. This is the latest uh, announcement. Uh, Mohsen Abu Zina was head of weapons and industries, and uh, they took him. He's no longer on the planet. IDF stands for Israel Defense and... Uh, forces continue to expose tunnels near civilian area areas now watch this this is a little video clip this is see the ferris wheel this is an amusement park now it's been leveled because of the war he, he's given taking people to where they found the tunnel and it's in an area this is in the children's area See. There it is. Hamas is purposely putting these tunnels uh, in uh, hospitals, schools, daycares, and And then if Israel bombs that and there's civilians killed so they haven't been doing a lot of that but they have done, done some of it because they've told everybody get out of there and Hamas has purposely kept a lot of those people from leaving and uh, listen Israel's hands are clean you know if they say for two or three weeks we're gonna bomb that whole area get out and if you don't then you know they their hands are clean now Netanyahu said this about post-war Gaza security. So that's the way it's been all along. Israel 
They can't allow them to self-govern. All the money that's given, all the aid that's sent over there is used to build tunnels, to make missiles. They actually dig up the uh, sewer lines and water lines and turn them into missiles. I mean, that's, so you, you can't allow that type of people to self-govern. But the Biden administration contradicts this. Uh, it's also clear that Israel cannot occupy Gaza. What I've heard from Israeli leaders is that they have no intent to reoccupy Gaza and retake control of Gaza. So the only question is, uh, are there, is there some transition period uh, that might uh, be necessary? And what might be the mechanisms uh, that you could put in place uh, for that uh, to make sure that there is security? Should you hear the contradiction? Let's hear it back to back. Uh, it's also clear that Israel cannot occupy Gaza. Israel will, for uh, uh, an indefinite period, will have the overall uh, security responsibility because we've seen what happens when we don't have it. <laughs> There's a clear contradiction there. The Biden administration is already starting to size up against the Israeli government. Meanwhile, the world continues to grow more anti-Israel and anti-Jewish. <laughs> That's not an Islamic country, it's Denmark. That's Denmark. I mean, think of that. And you look there, it's, there's ISIS flags. It's not Palestine. ISIS flags. And I know you know that and you know that, but most people are totally unaware of it. Denmark, I mean, it used to be the safest place on earth. And now they've turned it into a hellhole. And it's all because of what the Biden administration is doing on our border right now. Listen, I don't have to tell my family um, because they're totally aware. But if you have family members who aren't aware of this stuff, you need to let tell them. I mean, they need to be careful where they go and they need to be armed and able to defend themselves at least have pepper spray or something on you with your phone and never travel alone. In America today, you go to the wrong neighborhood in Columbus, the wrong neighborhood in Cleveland, Toledo, Cincinnati, you name it, you go to the wrong neighborhood and break down, you could be just as dead as they were in southern Israel during the Hamas attacks. And it's going on in the news media they, they don't report it many times, and when they do, they say stupid things like, Jewish man dies after hitting his head, you know, or something like that. When he was killed by a pro-Palestinian uh, uh, protester in, in, outside of Los Angeles. Yeah. But the headlines just made it look like another accident. An old man falling down hitting his head. The only way America can be saved from becoming Denmark is to adopt this policy from guess who? Hamas and sympathizers on college campuses. The college campuses are being taken over. And all of the resident aliens who joined in the pro-jihadist protest this month, nobody's ever seen anything like it. Come 2025, we will find you and we will deport you. We will deport you. Amen. Amen. And listen. If, if uh, any of the other candidates 
say that, and you hear it, you see it, send me the link, I'll play the video. This guy's the only guy with guts, Amen. with a spine. I'd love to see more people stand up and say these things. And if somebody don't like it, then stay away. In a few years, you'll be turned around saying, you were right, preacher. Your friends and family, you stick to your guns, you tell them the truth. If they don't want to be around you because of it, let them go. Because in a few years, you won't be the one apologizing for not having a spine and not being honest enough or loving them enough to tell them the tr truth. Because that's where we're heading if the Lord tarries. And that chant, it was in, uh, you know, Danish or whatever they speak over there. But they were saying, from the river to the sea. That's why that uh, Islamic trader Tlaib or whatever her name is, it's spelled T-L-A-I-B, Tlaib, but they say it differently. They say like Talib or something. She ought to just correct the spelling. That way we can pronounce it, T-I-L-A-B, you know. But anyway, she's from Dearbornistan up in Michigan. And they censured her because she was promoting that chant on social media. It is a call for genocide. Let me show you. You don't have to guess. That's the map of Israel. Okay, I'm going to zoom it in there. If you look there, you'll see that red uh, arrow, two-way arrow up there. That line is the Jordan River. That's what they're talking about. The other side is the Mediterranean Sea. If you remove the Jews from the river to the sea, there are no more Jews. That's what the chant is all about. From the river to the sea, no more Jews. So every time you hear that, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. It's no more Jews. We're a bunch of deadly, devil-possessed killers. That's what you ought to hear. So we're in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 13 and 14. And uh, the title is, Chosen You to Salvation. Now, we're going to... Uh, take a close look at that chosen. That's kind of the, that was the theme of our hymns. Mm -hmm. It'll also be the theme of the closer. For reference, the title slide you just saw there is from Toy Story. You remember the Toy Amen. Story? Uh, ah, yes, by heart. Uh, the claws our master. Jesus, who will go and who will stay? This is ludicrous. <laughs> Now, just keep that in mind as we get into our study. Verses 13 through 14. I'm just going to have you both read both of them with me. So let's jump right in there. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. Whereunto he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? So after detailing some of the ugliness of what is to come when that wicked with a capital W appears, Paul then is now moving beyond that with this. But we are bound to give thanks. So when you see the word but... <laughs> That means 
That's like, you see all this and you see that, but we are bound to give thanks. Bound. That means you're really, it's obligated based on the reality. It's like Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord, which unto God, which is your reasonable service. See? It's reasonable that you do that. And it's reasonable that you are thankful. After reading that, of course, if you think that if you somehow misconstrue it and you think that you're going to face it, and that's your future, you may not be quite as thankful. <laughs> But those of us who believe that, verse 1, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto Him. We're going to be raptured before all that stuff happens. Amen. And so we can be thankful for that. Amen? Amen? And then Paul, though, he says we're bound to give thanks no matter how dark the light of the Savior gives us plenty to be thankful for. Amen. Among which is not going to be here for that. But he goes on to say, all way to God. I almost skipped that little phrase or added it to the previous slide, but I wanted to pull that out for a second. Because every Thanksgiving holiday, I hear people talking about, I've even, have you seen the Jay Walker type thing? And they'll say, what are you, who, who are we giving thanks to? And they'll be like, uh, the pilgrims? The president, yeah. Or the Native Americans. You know, who are we supposed to give thanks to? God. All the way to God, yes. And Jesus and the Holy Spirit, Trinity, any of those uh, will do. But it's just amazing that there are a lot of people walking around out there like spiritual zombies. They don't even know that Thanksgiving was originally... And throughout history up until recently, uh, everyone understood that it was a day to give thanks to God. So it's not only that one day, but uh, the rest of the year, every day, we should always be thankful to God. Now Paul ranks among his top items that he is thankful for, for you, beloved brethren, beloved of the Lord. Now of course he's writing specifically to the believers in Thessalonica in that letter, but the application is what Paul is saying. We're facing dark days ahead, but we have the knowledge that the Lord is going to take us home, and in the meantime, we have each other. Amen. And it is it can be a blessing, it should be a blessing, to have other believers that you can talk to and pray with and pray for is a privilege to be able to do that. Sometimes you don't want the whole church to know what's going on with you. And you don't always want to go to the pastor. And I'm not Father Greg. Amen. You don't need to come to me, you know. Father, I've sinned. It has been six years since my last confession. Or whatever. You know. <laughs> you can go to Brother Jim, Sister Kim, Brother Brian, Sister jo I mean Brother Johnny. And <laughs> I'm just kidding. Slip of the tongue. And go up and say, hey, just between us, I'd appreciate if you'd pray for me. I got this thing. Yeah. And I know some of you have done that. That's, that's great. It, don't feel guilty if you don't want everybody to know about it. Um, it but there are times, and it's, I'm not going to name names, but some of you might be watching right now, 
where you've been going through things, and then you come and tell us about it after it's all over with. Been nice if we'd known and we could have been praying for you. I mean, you got us here. Why not let us pray for you? Amen. <laughs> but uh, that's how a lot of people, they can be a little too reclusive. But how often do you thank God for your brothers and sisters when you're praying? Just to thank the Lord. I do. Especially, I, I, I think I'm, I'm not, this isn't a matter of boasting, it's a matter of my situation. I think I may say it more often than others just because I hear it from so many people out there who write or call or email or whatever because they don't have any fellowship. And I think, Lord, it is such a blessing to have that. And so and so, you know, glad that we can be, there are people listening right now who don't have a local fellowship of believers. We are more than happy to be here for you as much as we can through this medium. But I pray, and there have been several families through the years that for a while this is what they had as a local church over the internet. And there is, it included a couple people overseas, a couple families. But we prayed and prayed and then something happened. Uh, in, a, in one case, a guy got a transfer and then they went to that new town and they found a church. And it was BBF doctrinally and, and, uh, and so forth, King James Bible believers. Then there was another situation where uh, a guy comes in and says, Hey, I just found out that they're, start, they're planting a church here in town. They're King James. And they're dispensational. Yeah, yeah it's happened. Amen. Well, Frank kind of is one of those too. Yeah, you know? Now where he's moving, I don't know if he'll have a church, does he? Oh, <laughs> he, might be, he might be back in the... <laughs> and is then that, that old situation. Canada, Canada. Ken Martell. Yes. We went to visit him and we were able to leave him in a good church <clears throat> where we haven't heard from him in forever. Yeah. Because I guess his needs are being met. Yeah. And, you know, doesn't hurt. I mean, I'd like to hear from him. It'd be nice if we did. But it, knowing that they're, that's why they're out losing yeah. contact. Yeah, they're So it's the because here that throws some readers, you know. You read along here and you see, but we are bound to give thanks always to you, to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because what? Because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation. And immediately people get troubled by that. Because, folks, there's certain words we don't use all the time. We don't use it, we use it as often as it comes up in Scripture. If you go to a church where they're using words way more than the Bible itself does, that's probably a church that has a hobby horse. And I'm sorry to tell you, but a lot of Calvinist churches, their horse is a flower called a tulip. And uh, they ride the election and the chosen and the predestinated on it to death. A lot of those churches, not all of them, but a lot of those churches, they never teach through the Bible. The preacher gets up there and he has a list of, of sermons and covers the tulip and, and, and some of them will cover the tulip without even telling you that because they don't want to be associated with the name Calvin or whatever. But they hammer this and hammer this and they, go to, they have their conferences and all. It's, what's it all about? The, you know, that, those doctrines. And there's nothing wrong with having conferences like that, but I'm just telling you, some of these churches, they're way overboard. And that should tell you something. We believe, I believe, 
that if you're saved today, you are chosen. I believe in predestination. I believe in election. I just don't believe it the way the Calvinists teach it. <laughs> That's a difference. So the question is, why has God from the beginning chosen you to salvation? And see, the Calvinists, if they're real Calvinists, they believe that there is no reason why other than God just decided, I'm going to save you to hell with you. I'm going to save you, but to hell with you. I'm going to save you, but to hell with you. It, that's the truth. I have, the first time I heard it taught was by a, a professor in a college who was a pastor of a church, and he was a very good teacher. And I really enjoyed his teaching for several months. Then all of a sudden, he got on a kick and decided he was, we were going to be called Reformed Baptist. And he was going to start teaching the tulip. And he described it like this. God looked out on the mass of humanity and decided to choose you and to choose you and to choose you. He didn't choose this one. He didn't choose that one, but he chose that one. And that's why you're saved. That's Calvinism. And the, the question is, why does the Bible say he did choose you? They ignore what the Bible actually says about this. They don't like what the Bible says because they, they have conjured up this false standard in their mind that if you have anything to do with choosing to be saved, then that means God's not sovereign. That's the truth. That's what it comes down to. Is they believe that if you, hearing the gospel, choose to believe, then that somehow means God's not sovereign.